and welcome along to another bonus preview edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, a totally free and independent Rangers podcast, which is made by fans for fans, where the content is always absolutely free. It's just gone nine o'clock on the 15th of September, and we're here to preview tomorrow night's opening Europa League group game, uh, which is Rangers versus Leon in Glasgow. Um, if you're new to the show, then thank you very, very much for joining us this evening. Uh, please do give us a like and a subscribe, and remember that the show is always available for download the following morning, and that's on Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher, and also Spotify. If you like what we're doing here at Jersnet, then please also head over to the website where you can find a lot of great content, including a very friendly discussion forum, some articles, match previews, social media, and also a very active history archive as well. Uh, we're going to dive straight in tonight and, and introduce two guests that we've got. And, and as we like to do on these European preview shows, we're really, really lucky to be joined, first of all, by Tom Abadi. Tom is joining us uh, as a lifelong uh, Leon fan, a blogger for the Café de Commerce, uh, and also the podcast presenter, another pod presenter on the Football English Language podcast. I think Tom is probably the only English language podcast uh, specifically devoted to, to Leon. Um, and so we're very, very glad to have Tom with us. Tom, thank you for, for joining us this evening. How's your day been so far? Very good. Thank you for having me. No, we're glad. Is this uh, obviously your, a, a podcast to yourself? Is this your first time on a Scottish football podcast? I'm I, to be completely transparent. It hasn't because oh, I've been. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I was contacted by uh, by a Scottish podcast earlier this week uh, by the the Hearts and. Um, I'm not going to give a, a full name, yeah. but yeah, that's it. Um, but but uh, yeah, if you want the completely transparent answer, this is the, the second one in, in two days. But um, I'm glad to be here and I'm, I'm glad that the, the Rangers following uh, get to know a bit more about uh, the best club in the world. If the you want best to club in the world. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> well, look, we're, we're, an, we're an educated bunch, we're an enlightened bunch and we like to, we like to know what we're up against. Um, from the, the culture of the continents to the culture of Carl Donald, uh, the man with the most encyclopedic knowledge of European football I've ever come across, Alec Anderson. Alec, how are you? I'm absolutely uh, fine. Tres bonds and uh, things like that. Um, <laughs> I'll just embarrass myself with my pronunciation of French straight away. Um, I know you've spent time in that kind of neck of the woods as well, uh, Ross, so I'll be keeping all my comments to Scottish football and Scottish football teams and Scottish football players lest my uh, pronunciation uh, totally embarrasses me. And um, Tom, ever the diplomat, that was really well done there, very smooth. And we, we've never heard of that podcast you were talking about anyway. So, oh, no one has. Have you on. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Right. Um, so obviously the, the Europa League uh, group stages kick off tomorrow. Um, Rangers having navigated or unsuccessfully navigated the, the Champions League qualifying round and, and dropping down to face Alish Kert from Armenia in the playoff round. Um, Tom, we like to kind of know what we're up against them, and, and we do sort of at Jersnet pride ourselves on, on proper tactical analysis and, and previews and things like that. Would you be able to give us a, a little bit of insight into the style of football that, that Leon are going to present to us? It's, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of similarities between the two clubs. I think um, up until last season when we had Rudy Garcia, it was very unclear as to what we were trying to develop as a club uh, in terms of, of you know, game management and especially as in terms of tactics. I think Peter Bosch, um, someone that's for, for European listeners and people who do follow football around Europe, uh, has been... Very good for us. You know, he, he's come in this summer and, and has really reju- rejuvenated the squad. Um, not only has he 
you know, completely changed approach we have to games. He's more, much more attacking, much more in, you know, let's not care too much about whether we concede a goal or not. It's always about cons- uh, scoring the extra goal. Um, he did this a lot with Leverkusen and to an extent with Ajax and, and Dortmund is I don't care if we win 4-3. Uh, yes, we've conceded three goals, but we have also scored four goals. And at the end of the day, it's 4-3. We win one extra goal and we get all three points. And to an extent, he's done that with Leon this season. Yes, we've we've conceded uh, three goals and lost that game against Angers. And that was probably one of the worst games I've watched as a Leon fan. Um, I've been following uh, Leon for over 10 years. So that says a lot. But I've always said from the get-go, you know, Peter Bosch needs a lot of time to get his system set up and get his tactics set up and, and get the players he wants. And at that time, he didn't have the players he wanted. Uh, Shakiri and Emerson have come in since, and Boateng as well. And to an extent, that really will help. Now, it's, it's up until today, was very unclear as to who was going to be at the game tomorrow night. You know, uh, Bruno Guimaraes and, and Lucas Paqueta got their confirmation today. Um, and Shakiri got his confirmation very late evening as well. Um, but I think now that he has the players, he can really set up his proper tactics, which is high press, uh, slightly chaotic, which I love. Uh, yes, it's it's slightly confusing at times, but also very bad for your heart rate because you, you do end up conceding a few odd goals, but also scoring a lot. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's very attacking and exciting football. And I don't remember having this kind of football in the club since we won you know, seven titles in a row. So I'm excited for Bosch this season. And I think to an extent, it does look a lot like what Gerard is doing. I can't say I've watched every game of Rangers, uh, but I've watched the odd game. And I have to say, you know, being uh, a Gerard fan in the past, um, it is interesting to see how he's implemented that into his management style, I guess. Yeah, I think with Gerard, you can see the um, the influences that he's had in his managerial career. Right? He's, a, he's a very young manager, and you can see the influences of Jurgen Klopp, even going back to, to Benitez and, and to Gerard Houllier. Houllier, yeah, as well. Uh, yeah, Houllier. absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned there the, uh, the seven titles in a row for Lyon. Would I be right in thinking that that was the era of Paul Le Guin? Absolutely. I mean, Paul Le Guin stayed, to my knowledge, one or two years. Um, so I wouldn't put the whole seven titles on his back. Um, but, you know, we've had some great managers for the time. Houllier is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Santini as well. Um, the one I'm, you know, I'm, I'm born in 98. So really following football uh, from 2006, 2007. So Le Guin had his final season. Alain Perrin was the final mm-hmm. manager to have a title. And as soon as it went, went to someone that you may know as an English listener, in, in the likes of uh, Claude Puel, uh, who's managed Leicester and, and Southampton and now manages Saint-Étienne, our arch-rivals. Yeah. Um, yeah, from there on, it went really downhill. And, and Le Guin was a big part of that success, but I wouldn't say he's the, the essential you know, manager throughout the, the whole seven titles. Right. Tom, can I, can I ask, um, I'm, I'm finding it very interesting what you're saying about the, the style um, under yes. un, under Bosch, particularly, I mean, Rangers. Just to, to throw something at you, um, we beat Royal Antwerp nine five on aggregate 
in the in the last in the knockout rounds uh, last season. I think we drew six each over the two legs. Sorry, five each over two legs. Um, two group games with Benfica. So yeah, it looks like it could be crazy stuff. You know, um, but uh, that's the be, thing. You know, there's, there's an extent of of having high scoring games beforehand, and that in the end, it's not quite that. That's you it. look at you look at Liverpool Leeds recently. I mean, yes, they ended three 0 but you also expected so much more. And so, I don't know if two attacking football teams makes it 10 goals a game. Um, but I'm excited to out. see it. Yeah. Yeah. But can I, in, in terms of Bosch, what's his kind of remit, other than what stylistically, obviously, he's changing things. Um, but in terms of, I always find it incredible, um, the overall French record in, in European club competition, considering that the, that the amount of huge clubs, you know, a few bigger than, than Lyon, um, that's, there's been so few European trophies actually won by the French, um, plenty of finalists, what have you. And I find I think I think Leon would probably be, and it's it's I don't want this to sound petty in any way because I've got maximum respect for Leon. I think they're an amazing club, but it's almost like they're one of the clubs. If somebody told you they'd never actually reached a European final, you would be, you wouldn't believe it. You know, they're kind of like, like, like Real Sociedad and Real Betis. They're one of these clubs that you wouldn't believe it. Is is has Bosch been brought in with the remit to like just? I mean, because it's particularly this season, if uh, the past few seasons, if you win the Europa League, you're qualifying directly for the, the following season's Champions League. Is it about getting this, uh, getting a European trophy uh, for Leon? Is it all about getting as close as possible to the kind of money factory that is that is PSG? I, I want to put forward three points here, and then you've mentioned a lot of things here. Um, firstly. Yes, it does hurt very much that we've not reached a, um, a European Sorry. European final. But also, to that extent, there is there has been somewhat of a European final. We have won, I think it was around the nineties, the Intertoto Cup, which which would be somewhat along the lines of the Conference League today. Um, very odd, um, but we do have to an extent. Uh, one more European Cup than PSG has. Um, when it gets to European finals, um, the one of the seasons I follow the most is 2016-2017, when we got to the semi-final and of the Europa League and should have won against Ajax, uh, unless Maxwell Cornet had a better left foot. To be, yeah. Um, but we were playing Ajax uh, of Peter Bosch uh, at the time, and we should have got to the final and played other favourite team Manchester United and that was the dream final for me um, but unfortunately we didn't make it and that's that's it um, but in my lifetime we've had two European semi-finals that's in 2010 against Olich um, and his Bayern Munich uh, who scored a hat-trick against us in the second leg and most recently the final eight uh, where again we lost to Bayern it seems that we have a bit of an issue with Bayern Munich. Um, but for anyone that followed at the final eight last season, you all know that in the first half an hour, we could have been winning two or three nil. Um, but that's that's life. As a Leon fan, that's life. You get to understand what disappointment is, and it's every season. Um, to, yeah, since since 2008, it's pretty much it. Um if you think about the clubs that should have won a European title in 
the last 30 years in France. There's the likes of Monaco, who went to 2004 Champions League final. There's the likes of PSG, who went to a 2020 final of the Champions League and the semi-final last season. And to be honest, many think they are the favourites to win it this year. Um, but after that, you know, Marseille have won their Champions League in 93 and, and keep on going on about being forever and ever the first to win the Champions League. And I hate that, you know, um, but I also think that teams like Saint-Étienne, you know, in the 70s when they had Platini and Nostro and so on, uh, would have been serious contenders to win a European Cup and went up to the finals. I can't remember who they lost to, but there's definitely one or two finals Bayern. in those. Bayern, again, Bayern and French clubs, not a good relationship. Um, but there's, to an extent, there have been some very historical clubs who should have won the European Championship uh, in that time. However, I think if you look at clubs today, uh, yes, Nice are doing very well and could push on in the next five years with the money of Mr. Ratcliffe uh, to win uh, like a European title, whether that's Conference League or Europa League, whatever. I think Lyon have a serious chance. You know, if you look at from stat to stat, um, we are the top, the first seed in the Europa League this season, ahead of, of uh, Napoli, ahead of Rangers, ahead of Sociedad, um, or whoever else is in this league, you know, West Ham or Leicester. Um, so I think there's high expectations on us. Uh, obviously, there's there's a big Brazilian vibe in our club, which makes it sort of exciting and so on. And I think there is serious expectations for us to at least push for semi-final. But who cares about semi-final? You know, you only remember the winners. You don't remember the losers. And the semi-final is fun. Um, I'd love to come out of, of this group as top and go and push on to play um, last 16 against, you know, Real Sociedad, Betis, or whoever comes out of the Champions League. You know, we might end up against Juventus once again. But at the end of the day, who cares about finishing in the semi-final? We really want this European title and say that, Yes, while it be the Europa League and it's not quite the Champions League and we've not reached the final of the Champions League ever, but at least we have a European title ahead of PSG, ahead of Saint-Étienne, ahead of Monaco. And that's, yes, it's not quite the C1, as we call them in France, in the Champions League, but it is a European title. And that's not something that many clubs in France can say, other than Marseille. So yes, I think... I don't know if we're necessarily favourites to win it at the end of the season, but it's definitely something that we have in mind and want to be pushing for, other than pushing for a top three finish in the league. Yeah, because my, my great hope was that you'd, you'd perhaps be distracted. Um, you'd be concentrating on league and I maybe think if, if you purely look, if you purely look at the squad that we have, um, yes, there's been some very good recruitment at Nice and very good recruitment at Marseille. But if you look at our midfield. I think, without being completely biased, we have close second best squad in the in the league. Yes, obviously we'll never have Messi in our squad, and Tukukambi is definitely not Messi. But there is an extent where we say we have the second best squad in the league. Paqueta, Bruno Guimaraes, Maxwell, well Maxwell Corners are here, Maxence Cacare, Usemar, and those type of players have been 
searched for for many years by European clubs. And it's surprising that we still have them at the club to be completely transparent. We do feel that there is players, especially Paquette and Bruno Guimaraes, who are starting for Brazil, who should be playing for Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, or whoever you like, not for Olympic Lyonnais. As much as I love my club, I know that we're not quite what we were 10 years ago. So there is an argument for us to be second best in this league. And I think that's definitely something we'll be pushing for other than pushing for a win in the Champions League. And I think we have the squad to do that, especially with Emerson, Shakiri, and Boateng arriving this summer. In terms then of, of that squad, because uh, one of the players that sadly we need no introduction to is uh, Mr. Dembele. Having spent a few years in Scotland, now Dembele, uh, I understand, is, is injured and he's not travelled with the squad and, and is, is yep. unavailable tomorrow. So, um, for, for for Rangers, who do we need to worry about as the as the goal scorers? Who's going to provide that scoring threat for Lyon tomorrow? I would have definitely said Moussa Dembele as of two days ago. And, and I'm sure, as you know, he would have loved the goal at the Ibrox, uh, being a Celtic player. You know, you look at Denier as well, Celtic player as well, and I'm sure he'll be looking to, to get on the back of corners. He scored on the weekend. Um, in terms of the main attacking threat, um, Lucas Paqueta has definitely been one of our main star players other than Memphis since he's arrived in September 2020. Um, I think we will start with Slomani up front tomorrow uh, and there's a chance that um, that will be less of a lethal um, striker than Moussa Dembele. However, he's a very good player to, to run around. He's sort of a Giroud type of player where the ball is thrown up field from, from Denier, from maybe Boateng if he starts tomorrow. But you can keep the ball and push it on to any of the wingers that are beside him. And on either sides of it will most likely be Toko Kambi, who, as, as much as he scored 14 or 15 goals last season in the league, cannot finish any of his chances. And if you're watching Toko Kambi, please do finish any of your chances you get. But I think your main threat is going to be Lucas Paqueta or Jordan Shakiri. Jordan Shakiri delivered his assist and is a you know, Champions League winner multiple times, league winner multiple times, very talented footballer, Swiss international with a huge experience. But I still feel at the moment, because he is still growing into his physicality, having not played all that much in the last two years, the main player you are looking at in terms of threats going forward is Lucas Paqueta, an incredibly talented uh, Brazilian forward um, who can play any position, will also harass you until you go home to your bedroom uh, to get the ball off you. And I don't mean this lightly. He is one of the you know, highest performers in the league in terms of goal scoring and, and, and assists and so on. He's also one of the players that runs the most in the league. And I think that's the main player. And I'm extremely excited that he's been accorded by the you know, Scotland government to come into Scotland without having to do his quarantine. Having done the previous podcast two days ago when this was not confirmed, I was extremely worried. But knowing that Paqueta and Bruno Guimaraes can start and will show whether it's Guimaraes and his long balls up front or Paqueta and his intricate uh, you know, dribbling and his scoring, there is so much talent in this team. And I think those two Brazilians are the main focus. Now, if you are an English fan and you or a Scottish fan, you might have likely watched 
Leon playing the final eight against Manchester City. And the main player that stood out from there, yes, Moussa Dembele probably scored a, a, a double. But Usemar is, is a very talented footballer. Now he has not moved on from the club and we are very happy that he's still at the club. And this is the season he needs to confirm his incredible talent. So I think there's, there's a, especially in midfield, there's a mix of talents which you should be worried of. And in terms of attacking threats, well, I mean, it's Paqueta. No choice from there. Well, okay. Um, I mean, I think you say you're, you're happy that the Scottish government has given that dispensation for... Uh, I'm sure you're not. <laughs> uh, well, no, I, I'm not happy, but also if you, if you knew much about our relationship, Rangers' relationship with the Scottish government, I don't think anyone's particularly surprised at that. Um, Tom, you've given us some, some wonderful context and some wonderful insight into the challenge that we face tomorrow. Um, so I want to say a, a, a massive thank you for, for giving up your Wednesday evening to, to join us. And I'd, I'd love to wish you luck tomorrow, but um, thank with you. the confidence that you seem to have, I don't think you need our luck. So uh, I mean, yeah. I, I am confident, but uh, there is always that special atmosphere of the Ibrox. Uh, having rewatched the 2007 um, both games this week, uh, whether it's the 3-0 we conceded at our old stadium in Jalan, yeah. Um or the free nil we you conceded at Ibrox. Uh, obviously, Benzema is not part of the squad anymore, uh, but Juninho is still in the stands, and to an extent, we still have somewhat of the same kit to play with. So, I, I guess there's, there's a bit of a, a rational relationship between both both games. So, I wish you all the best, and I'm, I don't don't ever side between Rangers and Celtic. I think it's great to see you back at the top level. Um, I know this comes from 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 very different perspective, and but I grew up watching the All Firm Derby, and it's great to see you at the top division, and it's great to see you back in top divisions of European football. Uh, it's very very kind to hear, and if nothing else, we we both hate teams that play in green, so at least uh, we've got that. In I, I guess so. I guess so. Satishen, um unfortunately, could be get relegated this season, and that's unfortunate because we do usually get six points from that season <laughs> from them. But that's, uh, I guess, that's somewhat less true with Celtic. Yes, that is, well, as last season or two, it's then, improving. Yeah, we're doing well. Tom, thank you, thank you so much for coming, and we will uh, we will let you go, and I hope you enjoy the game tomorrow. Thanks, Tom. Have a great game. Thank you. See you soon. Yes, sir. Now, Alec. Um, with the, the the five minutes that we've got remaining, um, how does how does all of that make you feel? I mean, as he was listing some of the players that, that they have and, and just looking at their their squad here, yeah, from Paqueta through to Shakiri to Jerome Boateng, Jeffrey Nadalit, who was at Arsenal, Habuketa, Islam Simani, um, Emerson on loan from Chelsea. They've got some they've got some superstars, haven't they? Um, how, how does how does that make you feel about tomorrow? Very very excited. Because um, I, I, I think we've got we've got complete trust in Gerard, um, particularly in games where we aren't planted, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what I'm trying to find out from Tom there. Um, you know what what, what Leon's amb- actual ambitions are because they're very capable of of going all the way and and winning this tournament. Um, but I think we as as Porto found out as Feyenoord found out, you know, and to a certain extent Benfica last season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we love nothing more than um, opposition that's more fancied uh, than ourselves. It's uh, it's young boys burn that that kind of trouble us. Maybe Malmo as well. Malmo, you know? yeah. 
Um, it's it, it's that's the kind of game where we maybe where we kind of slide out. I'm, I'm really in, I don't know about you, Ross, but I'm, I'm quite interested to find out what happens this season because it, it's it's been a strange old start to the season. We're top of the league, mm-hmm. you know, in a kind of old style. You know, we just we're just there because we can't really help it. It's a bit like back to the nineties under Sir Walter. It's, it was it was a great feeling on Sunday, just getting the text and oh, by the way, Hibson Hearts we're top of the league, and it's like yeah. We've never really had a feeling like last season. We're used to winning league titles, but last season was special. But that on Sunday was just a lovely kind of, yeah, this is just, we won the league last year. We're probably going to win this year. Maybe do it next year as well. Um, really relaxed. But Europe is the one thing where we usually, once we get the league title sorted out, then you would focus on Europe. But we've arrived and we've already done Europe really to the extent that we're expected to. You know, with three successive uh, group stage qualifications, getting out of the group twice, uh, Gerard's worked absolute miracles there uh, from the moment he arrived. And we've lost our first ever qualifiers under under Stevie G. And we've kind of, in the same way as we were just kind of went to the league, went to the top of the league in a really comfortably easy way. Um, well, it didn't feel like it on Saturday, but, but on Sunday. The way we've ended up in the Europa League this season is almost a bit of a dissy. You know, we had, you know, because spectacularly tight games in the, in the playoff game the last three scenes against Ufra, against, you know, Leisure, Warsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this time we've just kind of, Alash care, oh, we could do another goal here, but ugh, we're in here. So I'm quite interested to see what's going to happen. Um, but I think it's the best time to get them. It's only their sixth game yeah. under under uh, Peter Bosch. They've not had any European qualifiers, just straight into the group stage. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that, in much the same way, I'd hate to have to tell Tom that PSG have actually won the Cup Winners' Cup. Um, <laughs> we can surprise, we can surprise Leon <laughs> tomorrow night. Yeah. But um, we've, we've got our own problems. We've got a few problems of our own. Um, but no, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, Ross. And it's yeah, I mean it's interesting because for all of that quality and for all of that confidence, you're right. It is a new manager, and it's a team that's currently sat seventh in the in, in the French top tier. Um, Alec, before we go on um, to the to the final question, just a, a very quick word to tell listeners about one of our partners here at Jerisnet, which is footballprizes.co.uk. The guys over there are currently running a very special 24-hour only competition to win a Stephen Davis signed and framed photo montage. Uh, Now, there's only a maximum of 65 tickets going for this competition, which closes tomorrow. That's Thursday the 16th, uh, with a guaranteed live draw at uh, 12pm on Friday the 17th of September tickets are £2.95 you can purchase those at footballprizes.co.uk so please do head over and check that out now Alec um, Tom mentioned there the, uh, that he's been re-watching the last time that Rangers and Leon faced each other in, in uh, European competition which I think was 2007 in, in, in the Champions League um, that was actually my first ever European game was was travelling up to Ibrox and I got the um, got the train up with my dad in the morning and then we got the overnight sleeper train back down after the game. My brother and my sister were the mascots at that match. So they walked out with my brother, with Barry Ferguson, my sister with uh, Juninho, the free kick specialist. Um, and that was a 3-0 drubbing. I don't know if you remember, but Jean-Claude Darcheville knocked it over the bar from two yards out. Um, but we went to Lyon and we won 3-0 over there. So it all balanced out. What are your your memories of, of that fixture? Um, yeah, I, I, I think um, if, if Tom's having the uh, Intertotal Cup, I, we're having the Viola Trophy, you know, as, as a, as a yeah. European trophy, which we won in Leon, you know. So basically, our last two trips to Leon, they can change grounds as much as they want. We've won five now over those two games, so it's it's Ibrooks that's the problem. Yeah, mate, um, it was just like every time you play French teams, there's a kind of strange significance to it. It's always kind of it's always kind of weird, you know. Our first ever match in Europe was was a win over um, Nice. 
uh, way back in the, in the 50s. But then we go out and they try and play a, a, a playoff in Paris. Or the, the second game we played in Europe, we beat San Etienne. You know, um, so we've got Marseille, the two great games of Marseille, it's the closest we've ever come to getting to the, the, the final of the big one. It was the first time that the Champions League proper had been played in Britain. It was at Ibrox, you know, we draw two each that night. Um, I think we played Auxerre, lowly little Auxerre, about four yeah. times. We've never beaten them, you know. Um, Strasbourg done us home and away. It's been, it, but yet the first, the only European trophy we've ever won, um, we beat Ren and Ren in the in the, in the first ever game. Um, Stephen Miller who does a fantastic Rangers archives. I would urge everybody to have a look at his page um, today on, on Twitter on on Facebook. He's shown you our goal there, a first goal in the in the season we won the Cup Winners' Cup. Uh, Willie Johnson at the back post against Ren and Ren. And, you know, well, this is, you know, 50th year since we've played, uh, since we since we won the, 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 the Cup Winners' Cup. Uh, the first year of the first year that UEFA have had three tro- three competitions since the mm-hmm. end of the Cup Winners' Cup. And the last time they introduced a third competition, the Cup Winners' Cup, we got to the final in 61. So it's really, there's a lot of significance. But to answer your question, uh, the game against Leon. It was Benzema just ripped his to pieces, and it's I think maybe the only time in my life I've actually tipped somebody, you know, and it was the easiest tip ever made in a football stadium. That boy's going to go places. He has <laughs> something else. He, he went through us like a hot knife through water, um, and uh, Darfield had a better chat, had a better night. Um, it was more accurate stamping on Kim Calstrom to get his yeah. red card than yeah. it was. <laughs> a bit like John Allen Boomsong having an absolute nightmare against Oxford at Ibrox. Our francophone boys don't do too well. Um, against French sides uh, but of course that night that meant we dropped into the UEFA Cup and we, we got to the final so you know if this if this campaign goes disastrously and we, we finish third we drop into the uh, Europa Conference League and like I say the last time there was a third competition introduced in European football Rangers got to the final so yeah it's uh, deeply symbolic um, we, every time we play a French side, and uh, no more so than this for 150th anniversary coming up. 150th anniversary, Stephen Gerrard and this management team's 50th game in Europe, and they've got a, a phenomenal record. It all does feel like it's kind of shaping up to be a, a very, very special game. Uh, that takes us to well, a, a wee bit over the 30 minutes, but I'm sure you'll forgive me. So a, a massive thank you, as always, to, to Alec for joining us and giving up his evening, but a big thanks as well to Tom Abadi, uh, from the Café de Commerce and the uh, presenter of the Football English Podcast, Football, very cleverly spelled O-L at the end for Olympic Leone. Um, and if you've enjoyed what Tom had to say, then please do head over and check out his podcast as well. Um, thank you if you have joined us live or if you've downloaded the show afterwards, we always appreciate the support. Please do head over to the website at www.jersnet.co.uk to check out all the other great content and the very friendly discussion forum. I really hope we enjoy the game tomorrow evening. Uh, the show will be back for the main flagship show on Sunday. But until then, please do stay safe. And until then, thank you very much for listening.